questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. And before we begin tonight's interview, I wanted to pay tribute to one of the most beloved members of the extraterrestrial phenomena research community, Command Sergeant Major Robert O. Dean. Bob passed away on October 11, 2018. He worked for NATO at SHAPE, Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. I had the honor and the privilege of spending time with Bob multiple times. He was a true gentleman and a friend of humanity. I know he'll be missed by many. Here's a short audio clip I'd like to share with you. I guess I speak out openly and bluntly about this because I feel so strongly about it. I violate my security oath every time I speak about it. I do it intentionally and I do it on purpose. Because I feel so strongly that the American people not only have a right to know the truth, but they have a need to know the truth. The truth apparently is simply this, that we're not alone, we've never been alone. We are apparently part of an infinite universe filled with intelligent life. I find that exciting. It doesn't frighten me. And I think the time has come where we're about to meet our extended family. It's going to be very soon. And the people are not ready. And one of the reasons I do speak out so bluntly and so openly is if in some small way I can help people get prepared for this. Because I believe that this reality, once we have accepted it and understood it and gone beyond the fear, will bring about an expansion of consciousness in the human race that will truly help us and prepare us to go out there and take our rightful place in that infinite community of life. Tonight's interview was recorded days before Bob's passing. Otherwise, James Gilliland and I would have discussed Bob for sure, especially since Bob spent time at the East City Ranch. We loved our time with him there. I put a few pictures on Facebook, but also you can go to our website and click on Veritas TV. You'll see a few videos with Bob, including a short interview I conducted with him at a UFO Congress a few years ago. Rest in peace, Bob, and I hope your journey through the stars is everything you wanted and more. And one last thing before we begin. Some of the graphics that appear on tonight's promotional image are not photoshopped. I cannot tell you which ones they are because I might get in real trouble. But I left them there to see if any of you have witnessed some of what you see. Okay, enough for now. Let's get to the interview. It's been a few years since I've visited the East City Ranch, the place where I saw my very first UFO. Apparently, the East City Stargate, as it's known lately, and we'll discuss why, is having all sorts of paranormal activity. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button. Join me on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is James Gilliland, a best-selling author, internationally known lecturer, minister, counselor, multiple near-death experiencer, and contactee. 
He is a facilitator of many Eastern disciplines, a visionary dedicated to the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth, who teaches higher dimensional realities from experience. He is recognized worldwide as the founder of the Gilliland Estate, commonly known as the East City Ranch, or enlightened contact with extraterrestrial intelligence, where he documents and shares amazing multidimensional contact phenomenon, which can be viewed at eSETI.org. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. And directly from Trout Lake, Washington, I'd like to welcome my friend, James Gilliland. Hello, James, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Oh, great. Yeah, it has been a while. I didn't realize it's been that long. We, you know, we've been so busy here, but uh, I remember we had a great time last time you're here, and, and maybe we can recreate that again. Absolutely. I, you know, I never forget, really, when summer comes by, and as I've mentioned to you before, I have a growing daughter now, so we spend our summers, the whole family together. Otherwise, you know, I would be there. I love East City. It's where I saw my very first UFO and it was because of Brooks Agnew, who had a, an incredible experience there, too. But give us a recap of what's been happening the past few years. I hear there's a new documentary, a lot of sightings, many, many witnesses. Tell us more. Yeah, there is so much going on here. We've uh, we just launched um, the Uncontrolled Narrative, and we have a lot of top people there. Jimmy Church is in there. Um, I'm trying to think of the list, but uh, there's a whole whole long list of people in there. Billy Carson, uh, Teresa Yarnos, um, trying to think of who else. And there's quite a few people in it, but um, they're all people that have come to the ranch and have seen the ships themselves. And what was interesting, while we were filming the documentary and uh, interviewing the people, the ships were flying around in the background. So if you... Uh, they're hard to see until you blow it up and you go, wait a second, there's a ship sitting there right over the mountain or you'll see them zip by really, really fast. But it's funny how they, they actually participated in the documentary itself. But uh, it uh, it covers, you know, all the activity going on here. And it also brings up the question is of, you know, why the censorship and, and why even the UFO community is being is censoring a lot of what's going on here. Now, let me go back in steps because I have to go back in time. You know, I always mention my very first UFO being there. And people, when I, when I tell you that I saw something, I don't like to talk about it unless I can prove it. And thankfully, our friend John Kelly actually mm-hmm. filmed it. So it's right on our website for anybody to, to see. But years later, I remember one time, and I don't mean to be repetitive, but I think it's important to, to reminisce a little bit. I was, it was probably 10, 11 p.m. at night, and I was going to the field, and I see John Kelly there positioned with his paraphernalia, his equipment there. And all of a sudden, we're just an impromptu interview between John and I. And we see these lights in the middle of Mount Adams. And then all of a sudden, I said, wait a second, are there some, you know, snowmobiles, cars? What's going on there? And these things were going in and out of Mount Adams. Have you ever been able to discover what they are? And I know Jimmy Church had some news a few months ago, or I think it was, it was last year, where there's some entries or, or, you know, they look like caves. Can you tell us more about what's going on at Matt Adam, at Adams? Well, we actually have film of ships, you know, going in and out of the mountain. Peter Slattery the Australia was here and he got some amazing footage. We just had Rob Freeman and he has this thing. He calls it uh, 
weapons of mass de- detection. He has about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar <laughs> camera array there with with uh, the same thermal as the military. Everything. It's just amazing. And uh, he proved that these lights are not known objects. They aren't people walking around with uh, headlamps or anything else because, you know, that mountain's 13 to 14 miles away. Right. So there's no way you'd even see a headlamp. And that's what people automatically dismiss it, you know, with. But when you look at it through a thermal camera, you can tell if there's a person there hiking. You can see them in the thermal camera. There's nothing there. There's no heat signature at all. And, uh, you know, we keep seeing this over and over again. These, these, uh, these ships that are flying in and out, they're, you know, they're leaving the mountain, you know, so they're, they're definitely not campers unless somebody took a jet pack up there or something, but, uh, <laughs> right. I doubt it. But, uh, even, um, uh, oh, what's the camera guys? I'm trying to think of their name. We, we've had two or three documentaries since then. But the GoPro people, they went up there and they got some amazing footage, but they haven't made that available for some reason. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've got some amazing footage of, of objects landing on the mountain, morphing into three or four ships and then turning back into one again and then taking off and jets chasing them. And, and now we have a lot of massive ships at treetop level coming over the over the ranch and powering up and just lighting up the whole field and you know there's sometimes 200 witnesses in the field when this happens you know so when you have the multiple witnesses and you've got you know triple phd boeing engineers lockheed skunkworks people you've got pilots you know even air force base commanders people of that nature all saying that you know these are not ours we don't know whose ships these are you know, it's pretty obvious that there's there's a major event happening here. A couple of more items from my past at East City. I remember I don't I don't remember which time it was, but I arrived one night before the main crowd would would arrive, and you probably remember this, James. But I was in my cabin. All of a sudden, I I hear this rumbling, almost like an earthquake, and it was obviously a helicopter. And I jump out. Oh yeah, remember that? And it was a Chinook helicopter. Probably less than a hundred feet from from the ground, and I could see that the person had some red uh, goggles or, or or you know infrared goggles with them, and they were just stationed there for a few minutes. And once again, who who filmed them? John Kelly. It's right on our website. Mm-hmm. There's the helicopter right there. So I'm not just telling you a fake story here, folks, to to mm-hmm. give he said he free advertising. I'm not. I'm just telling you it happened to me. Why has that happened more than once? And why is the? It was obviously a military helicopter, and I believe there's not. Do you have a military base close by? No, we don't. And we just filmed one about two hours ago, actually, a uh, Blackhawk with the doors open, flying by really low. And and actually, we just posted it on Facebook, so uh, you know we could shoot that over to you if you want. But. Uh, uh, it's very close. You can see uh, we zoomed way in on it with 4K, and you can see – you could probably even see the pilots in it, you know. But uh, we have that happening on a regular basis. When I do presentations, I show a lot of the activity, and, and there's actually chase scenes where helicopters have been chasing these UFOs, and it's no contest. You know, they come up on the UFO, and it just disappears and reappears behind them. And they'll make a big long turn to come back again, and then it disappears again. And uh, you know, and they just jump. You know, they jump wherever they want to be. So 
it's it's basically you know no contest when they try to to uh, you know go after these things and, and we've actually had military jets I have that on film as well uh, vanished one was coming right in on a UFO that was near the moon and it it got louder and louder and had you know its afterburners going and all of a sudden it disappeared the lights went off nothing there was like nothing there and then the the next day we had three. Uh, I think they're like F-15s or something, all black, no markings on them, uh, circling the ranch. And so they could circle the ranch two or three times. We've got that on film, too, as well. So there's a lot of things they're not telling us about going on up in the skies. We see those black helicopters uh, every so often in Sedona as well. Mm-hmm. But I remember this Chinook. It was gray. It was really large. And the person... It was almost like if it was pointing, I wouldn't say a gun, was pointing something at us. And yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they're trying to detect, because, you know, in the summer when you have, you get so many people there, I wonder if they're trying to find a special or specific body heat signature that they're looking for. You think that's what they're doing? You know, they have so much gear on those helicopters. Uh, we, I had a guy that was in the Air Force, and I showed him footage of one of them, and he said, you know, there's gear on that helicopter I've never seen before. And that's what he did. He serviced helicopters and worked on them. And he said he thinks he knows what they are. Uh, but, yeah, they sense every kind of frequency, you know, any any electrical activity, magnetic a- activity, uh, anything. They have all these sensors on them. And, and, you know, any changes in the fields, they probably have, uh, special cameras, probably infrared, maybe even ultraviolet on there. Uh, I would imagine they have just about everything for detecting anything. Have you ever gotten a visit from the military or or intelligence to ask you questions? Uh, I had a colonel call me once, and uh, he told me to stop talking about it and stop lying, you know, about the UFOs. <clears throat> and uh, I listened to him for a while. And and I said, you know, excuse me, sir, you know, can you spell civilian? And uh, and so so basically I told him, I said, I can't believe you're a colonel and you're out of the loop. You don't know what's going on. And he got very quiet. And then was he he retired? No, I think he was active. Oh, really? Threatening a civilian? Yeah, well. He wasn't really threatening. He's just telling me not to do it. He didn't. There was no consequence of it. You know, I, I should ask him, well, what happens if I keep talking? Yeah, well, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, and so I, I talked to him for a while and I, I said, I, are you sure, you know, that, you know, like, how can how can you be a colonel and be out of the loop and not know what's going on? I mean, it's not just just these flying around here, which have been going on for 500 years that we know about. Um, you know, we have our own secret space fleet and everything else. How can you say there aren't, you know unidentified objects up there and, and uh he kind of changed his tune and finally just said well we just want to catch one and and i told him i said why don't you try inviting them you know rather than chasing them you know and, and uh you know with aggression you know why not start meditating and invite them and see what happens you know and that was about the end of that conversation it's just incredible. And the name Isedi Stargate, I have to just mention this for the audience mm-hmm. in case they don't know this. Uh, the last time 
I think it was, or one of the last times I went there, you and I were doing a clearing. You were doing a clearing for me, mm-hmm. and you said, your spirit guide is not here. And by the way, I know other people whose spirit guide happens to be that one. Our friends in Canada are listening to us right now. But mm-hmm. probably a month or two later, I went to Sedona and just, you know the story, but I went to Sedona with a, you know, to a conference and so a group of friends said, hey, there's going to be a, a social gathering in, in such and such house. So if you're invited. So I went there and they were playing this game. It looked like a Ouija board, but different. And uh-huh. to make a long story short, they were saying, oh, Orion is here, or, you know, somebody else is here. All of a sudden, they said, Nahia is here. Mm-hmm. And I had to remove my hands from the table, and I say, wait a second. That's not me typing this. Somebody else did. And, and I asked the question, how do you know me? And they started moving the table, and there's a scribe next to me, and said, you met, you met her at the East City Stargate. And I just, again, folks, I'm not the type of person that believes I have to know. Nobody in that table, nobody in that house knew about Nadhia. It was only between James and I. And this person wrote that. So now please explain when you do your clearings and these spirit guys that come down, what is the purpose? Well, basically, um, the main main function is to help people to heal and clear and get their own contact or their own inner guidance going. And we do have a lot of friends and masters and teachers and and some of them off-world and some of them are people that have known us in other off-world lifetimes and things like that. So we have uh, Star Nation families and, and things that are, you know, watching over us and assisting us. But the main focus is to heal any old wounds and traumas you know, wrong conclusions from past experiences and to reconnect people with, you know, your multidimensional self because, you know, most, most people are walking around just thinking they're a body and a personality, but we're a spirit that has a body and a personality and that spirit is eternal and it's multidimensional and which which is hard to wrap your head around because then you have to start reevaluating time and everything else. So, so but uh, it's just to... to give people access to their soul and the wisdom within their soul. And, uh, and that wisdom a lot of times, uh, is involved with other very advanced civilizations, you know, so they have that wisdom within their soul and to bring that forward. Do you think that this incident that happened to me, the, the person say East city Stargate, did you know it was the Stargate before, or did it give you more validation that all of a sudden out of the blue somewhere else, somebody mentioned it? Well, it did validate it. Um, we knew we knew there was a Stargate here, and we have a. Since you've been here, we actually had a Hopi elder come out, and we did a put in a medicine wheel, and uh, and it has pods for each Star Nation, and it's very powerful. People walk in there and have life changing, you know, tra- transitions and things energetically. Uh, the Pleiadian uh, circle is still out there where the Pleiadian energy is very much anchored in, but uh, it did validate it. And uh, our on YouTube, we have ESETI Stargate on YouTube, which has all the latest. It has the uncontrolled narrative on it and a lot of the latest sightings and videos. And and uh, we, we recently just filmed these sky worms, or they call them sky dragons, which have been in the sky. Uh, as well as massive treetop level ships coming over with, you know, 
again, about 200 witnesses, you know, so at the time. So it's uh, when you have that many witnesses and you have multiple videos, uh, you know, it's a done deal. I, don't, I mean, there's not really an argument here anymore as to whether UFOs are here. You know, I like to take it to the next, next level and just say, OK, we've established they're here. We've done that for 32 years here. Uh, when are we going to start asking the next questions on who are they and why are they here and how can they help humanity in the earth and have they been here before and and have they been detrimental to our, our evolution? And I have to mention, too, you know this, too. There's a lot of infighting, or as Steve Bassett calls it, the ghettoizing of the UFO community. A lot of division, a lot of people just uh, saying, my truth is the truth, and there are others why do you think this is? Why there's so much infighting? And this is one of the reasons why I try to avoid, not not your place, but, you know, the big conferences, because I see so much arguments and, and fighting and egos. Why is that? You know, uh, the late Art Bell, bless his soul, he asked me that same question. He said, you know, he goes, so what's with the UFO community? They eat their own. You know, they, they fight, they compete, and... Uh, and I said, yeah, it's very sad. Uh, at the International UFO Congress, uh, you know, I gave a, a talk about that. And I said, none of us have the whole picture. We all have a part of the puzzle. We need to stop, you know, being competitive and start working together. And I said, you know, you don't have to worry about the government, you know, censoring this because we're we're killing each other here. They're doing know? it to themselves. Yeah. And, and I've seen more censorship coming from some of the UFO community than I have with even the mainstream media. I mean, we've had ABC out here. We had Fox News out here. We've had all these people come out here. And uh, Paranormal State came out here. Um, you know, a lot of uh, Danny Dyer special, you know, came out. Um, Robbie Williams, the the, the famous uh, British guy. British guy, yeah, the, the singer. He he's came out here twice and spent weeks out here. But uh, – uh, you know, all these people have come forward and talked about what they've seen here, and we're getting all kinds of coverage. And, you know, I'm I'm not really into the fame part. It's more as getting the message out. So I kind of, you know, people come here. I don't really reach out, but we've had so much coverage. But I notice in the UFO community, uh, I'll go and speak at a conference, and I'll show all of the footage, and I'll show even the 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 photographs of the beans themselves and everything. And, uh, and at the end, there's extreme jealousy and confrontation from the UFO community, not from the people coming to the talks. I get, you know, standing ovations and, and one of the biggest runs, you know, to get the DVD after I talk they've ever seen, but it's usually within the UFO community, unfortunately. And, and, you know, the problem is, is that we have everything. We have we have the nuts and bolts covered. We have the science covered. We have the ships. We have the witnesses. We have, uh, you know, the most credible witnesses you can get on the planet. And uh, uh, and that really upsets some people because they just have a piece of the puzzle. So there's a lot of jealousy and competition. But you also have the shills in there that are – you know, the planned opposition, which are saying, you know, they're waving their fists at the government, screaming for disclosure, and they actually work for the government. And, you know, it's uh, we've seen that over and over again. The people shaking their fists and screaming the loudest uh, are totally connected to 
you know, the elite, the global elite or, or the agencies or whatever. And you do a background check, you find out, you know, even some of the reporting centers, you find out they're, they're ex NSA and, and things like that. So, uh, a lot of that's being ferreted out now and people are finally figuring that out. But there, and here's another thing too. There's also two agendas going on as far as contact happens because you know, there's an old saying, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're enlightened. And just because you're NET doesn't mean you're benevolent. And there's a lot of people saying that it's all benevolent. And, you know, the preponderance of evidence states, you know, even throughout ancient history, that that may not be so and, and it isn't so. So there is a negative element in there. And, you know, they're the controllers, the manipulators and They've been around since the days of Marduk, you know, and and the the ancient Anunnaki were here. Marduk made a pact with the reptilians for total supremacy of the earth, and we've been under draconian law ever since then. And and the ones that that don't want to look at that are often either in ignorance or willingly working with with some of these darker elements. Let's stay with this for a second, and I don't. We don't have to mention names. But yeah, I think your description. I like to stay away from yeah, absolutely. But you aptly mentioned the description of some of these people, and I know exactly who we're referring to. They're very close to government, to intelligence, and mm-hmm. as you said, they talk about being these being benevolent only. There's another crowd that says they're all malevolent. And look, mm-hmm. if you're a military person, you have to always always be prepared to engage. You cannot expect that. You know, a ship is going to come down and it's going to be totally friendly. You have to be careful. The way I see it, there's good and bad on this planet, and there's good and bad in the universe. Would you subscribe to that point of view? Yeah, definitely. Um, now, most of them right now coming in are benevolent. Uh, the vast majority are benevolent, and there's a major cleanup of the malevolent ones that, that's going on, and and that's, that's kind of been... Uh, well, it's in conjunction with with some of the uh, uh, military. You know, most of the world leaders have had contact. They have been working with the Palladians, and they know what's what's on the horizon. So it's not too too far out. Basically, uh, you know, we are going to have contact with the masses, and they're going to come out with that. But uh, you know, a good example is you know people need to ask. You know, see on Fox News where these UFOs keep following Air Force One. You know, and and when you see that, you go, wait a second, you know, why? How come these UFOs keep showing up, you know, following Air Force One? Now, if they were malevolent, they'd probably take it down. So obviously they aren't. And uh, and there has been a lot of missiles shot at uh, Air Force One, which have been, you know, mysteriously disabled. Let's stay with this for a second. And like you, I don't like to talk about politics. Yeah. Especially in this field, you have a oh, lot yeah. of people. And, and let me take one by one. But I remember years ago, there is a segment of the UFO community that is so, so pro Hillary. They thought yeah. that because she met one of the, the Rockefellers, that if she became president, she was going to be the disclosure queen and all that. And I thought they couldn't be further from the truth. Anyway, a lot of these people, I'm not going to mention names, unfriended me, blocked me. Because yeah. I said, I'm not going to support her. I think she's a criminal. And, <laughs> you know, there's the other yeah. side. You know, when I look at what's happening and the changes that are taking place for the better, I think. 
And what you just said to me today that some UFOs are following Air Force One, could it be that President Trump is being protected? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. The, uh, you, know, you know, I'll go on board with that. Like I'm I always tell people, you know, it'd be nice to have a Gandhi, you know, for president. I also love to have a council of grandmothers, you know, hooked up to, <laughs> right. you know, a galactic council, which would be awesome. That, I mean, that would be the ultimate prize. But, you know, right now, uh, a Gandhi would just be would have been eaten alive a long time ago in there. I mean, look what they did to Bernie Sanders. So, it, you know, if they're going to are going to clean up, you know, Washington, drain the swamp and, and give the power back to the people. You know, you, you, a Gandhi isn't going to do it, you know. So, so basically, uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying everybody's perfect, you know, the people in power are perfect. It's, it's in a sense of, well, there's a transition happening. You know, we all have a little dirty laundry here and there. But overall, we need to look at what, what's unfolding, look at what's unfolding since people have come into office and what they're doing and how that is affecting, affecting humanity, you know, and the earth, basically. So, you know, it, if you look at that from that level and get rid of all the emotional baggage, you know, and all the the preying upon victims and everything else and using them to, you know, further your political gains and all this other stuff going on, um, you know, there's a different story. So, you know, I, I've just seen, you know, the ma the mainstream media and all of this stuff what they're putting out right now and the people putting out the lies and deceptions when you when you become enlightened you look at these people and you can feel their agenda you feel who they are you you feel their consciousness i mean you can read them like a book and automatically it's very distasteful to uh to even engage these things i can't even watch it i mean i see these guys uh you know, spreading the nonsense and, and meritless accusations and lies and deceptions. And, you know, there's an agenda behind it. And, and then you find out who these people are and you look up their past, you know, and their their descendants of the Vanderbilts and, and and the Illuminati and things like that. And they're very tied into the CIA and other other agencies. And you go, well, you know, go figure. You just described so, Anderson Cooper, by the way. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so uh but anyway these people when you see them up there and i and i see them you you look at somebody's eyes and you see them talk and you feel their frequency and the energy coming from them there's nothing benevolent or or uh beneficial coming from these people i mean you know they're not creating heaven on earth they're not they have no solutions uh they're not uh moving in in a direction that would, that would be positive and healing. And, you know, it's like all they want to do is spread more slander, more deception, more sensationalism. And, and you go, well, what, what do they have to offer? Uh, you know, that I always go, okay, you have a problem. Give us a solution. And they, they can't give you a solution. They just have more slander. <laughs> you know? So, so it, it, I said, I go, well, I'm, I, I would love to hear, you know, you know, and then I asked people, too, I said, but they have these opinions. And I said, what do you base your opinion on? Well, I heard it on the news. And I said, really? Well, how do you know it's true? Do you have any firsthand experience, any personal experience around this? No. And I said, well, that's just somebody's talking head on the news. That's all controlled. You know, how do you how do you know? You know, do you have any firsthand experience? I said, only thing I can say is I don't know. 
but energetically, I can read these people and look at them and and, and very see very clearly who they are and what their agenda is. And you know, and you know, I there's some people I can't even watch on TV. I have to turn them off. You know, and you know, Hillary and a few of these other people are involved on those guys. I I can't even watch them. I just I have to change the channel. It's just disgusting energetically. It has happened to me lately. I I, I don't read people as, as as well as you do. But I, I'm pretty perceptive, and I I see that I see that, and especially, again, not to bring this when when this show airs, hopefully this whole Judge Kavanaugh issue probably mm-hmm. would be a thing of the past. But I remember watching the 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 hearings and seeing the attorneys that he had, seeing that on the right he had this man with a beard, and I could see that this guy was soulless. He just there's something about this guy that did not make sense to me. And then you saw Diane Feinstein, and behind her, there was another person who had the same energy as this attorney. Well, that lady mm-hmm. happens to be the one who leaked that letter. And you yeah. can see more and more people, all these shootings that happened, you know, all these, these kids from Parkland that come out, all of a sudden they're celebrities. There's something inside. Are these MK Ultra kids, uh, you know, even the lady, Blasi Ford, You know, many people are talking about and providing evidence that she is, uh, her family is totally involved with the CIA. Imagine this, folks. You have a child who goes to to school, just like President Obama. The mother, Dunham, was supposedly, and the grandfather were totally linked to the CIA. We don't know that much about him and his childhood, and his records have been sealed. But could it be that these children grow up to be used in the future for a certain Situation in this case, this woman was used to to accuse a prospective superior justice, superior court. I mean, a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've I, this whole thing, the Me Too movement, everything. Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna get myself in hot water here. I've I've always supported the divine feminine. I've always made space for women here and supported their their. Uh, evolution you might say in in these fields and help you know did all i could to sponsor and help them go forward and even in the field of ufology there's a lot of women that have just been browbeaten out of it and and i've gotten behind them and brought them out and and you know had them on my show and and have them here at the conferences and i've always been that way but when i look at this a lot of this movement here it's it's empowering the victim in a way that's not healthy And so, you know, basically, where's the personal responsibility? There isn't any. How do you heal without personal responsibility? And uh, and so I see these some of these things I'm seeing coming out of the women in the feminist movement that to me, you know, they act like they're representing the feminine or the divine feminine. And there's nothing even close to that. Uh, like this Professor Fair, you know, came out and. Uh, And she was saying that, you know, all these all the these white males, you know, all of them deserve a an intolerable death, you know, while feminists laugh, you know, and uh and and uh they and they're talking about how they you know they're saying, you know, they should take their genitals and smash them or or you know, and then feed them to pigs, you know. Uh, you know, who are these people? And these are university professors that are teaching the kids, you know, uh, you know, it's like, 
un- just unbelievable the the stuff I'm hearing right now, and they're all over mainstream news, and they're given a platform, and and you say, wow, um, okay, uh, you know, I guess all men are evil, all white men are even more evil, uh, coming from this, and we should all be killed, and you know, you know, have our corpses be fed to the pigs, and have our genitals smashed or castrated or whatever. And, uh, you know, you go, you know, you see these people and they, and you want to just say, and I'm glad a lot of women are finally stepping up and just saying, you know what, this is ridiculous. You do not represent us uh, in any way whatsoever. There's nothing but piss and vinegar coming out of you and, uh, you know, pure venomous energy. And they said, that is not the divine feminine. That's not where I want to go. And. I love men. Yes, they are different. And yes, you know, some men behave, you know, uh, in certain ways that are not in alignment with what women would like to see. But, you know, we are different. But uh, again, it's like I have a lot of male friends that have never, ever forced their way or done anything, you know, towards women. And and now they're getting all this heat and uh, and it's almost embarrassing. I have a friend of mine that was a worker here. That he said, he goes, he goes. You know what? I'm feeling, I, I, I feel really bad right now because I'm a white male and my parents had money, and 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 now I'm a privileged white male and and I, you know, he's, he goes, I'm really starting to hate myself and I feel guilty. And I said, well, what have you done? What have you done that that has uh, harmed anybody? Or I mean, this guy's one of the nicest guys you ever met, but you know, when he was in the cities, he got caught up in all this stuff. And and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, you know, you can't take that on. You can't take that energy on. It's it's uh, it, you know, and I'm all about healing. Okay, let's release the past. Let's heal the past. Let's gain the wisdom from the experience and make sure it doesn't do it again. That it doesn't happen again. And if there are predators out there, okay, yeah, there are predators out there. Let's let's hold them accountable. But I think this has gone way overboard right now. And, uh, you know, it's perpetuating the victim role. And, you know, there's there's no healing or any solution, just more separation, more division and more againstness, you know, coming out of these things. And a lot of these things, if you look at the checks that are coming into these people and their agencies or their groups, you know, these are Soros is funding a lot of this stuff. And that's his whole game is divide, you know, to totally divide and conquer, divide the countries. You know, play the race card, play the gender card, play all those cards and create as much division as possible and then take down a country. And, and I think it's time people wake up to, you know, the big picture on what's really happening here. Absolutely. Even again, bringing the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, you probably saw that event where Senator Jeff Flake, <laughs> the Flake, gets yeah. into yeah. an elevator and you see all these women. It's almost like the cameras were ready to film that mm-hmm. it was scripted and i thought to myself these women something tells me they're they're linked to soros and guess what yeah they they were yeah they were exactly and i think yeah. jeff like knew it i think he is working for the other side i mean mccain is no longer here i'm not going to discuss that yeah. that requires another interview in my opinion but uh exactly. you know you have lindsey graham that used to be totally with mccain now he's switching maybe he was given a chance to 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 do good on what he has done badly, but talking about the women, 
I have to brag. I've always been a gentleman. That's the way my father raised me, how I saw my mother, my father treat my mother. I've always thought that you have to be a gentleman. I believe in opening doors. I believe in letting the women go in front, uh, taking the chair out, waiting. When a woman comes to a table, stand up. But I remember a few years ago, I opened a door to a lady and she says, you don't have to do that. Or at the elevator, what floor? No, I can do that myself. This is just a few years ago. But things have gotten worse now to the point that you you have this idea, what's called the, the, the acronym MGOTW, men going on their own because mm-hmm. women have become so, uh, they just don't want to deal with them. And this is a cancer being harvested in colleges and universities. And it has to be with what I call, James, the modern day Bolsheviks. I mean, these Soviet socialists, because there's a big difference. Some of my best friends are liberal folks. They're Democrats. But they don't want to see this stuff that's happening right now where they're going extremely to the left. And I think this is what's happening, James. Yeah, there's a movement behind this, definitely. And it's a, it's a movement to actually take down, you know, take down America. And, uh, and it's, you know, the globalists are funding it. And people are, are willingly and you know, in ignorance, playing that card for them, you know, exactly what they want to do. Uh, you know, all these things, you know, I, I, I look at Antifa, you know, and they have the Nazi flag, basically. And they're against fascists, but they're being funded by a fascist. You know? So a Nazi, a Nazi fascist as well. So, so you, you go, okay, what's wrong with this picture? You know, let's do a little research here. You know, so it again, all this separation division game, you know, the race card that all these things are being funded by other people. And I'm not saying that these events don't happen. Uh, you know, there is, you know, there are problems that need to be dealt with and healed. Um, there are sexual predators out there. There is, you know, some race violence out there. There, there, I mean, we've gone a long way there. It's not as bad as it used to be. Uh, it still needs improvement. You know, I'll agree to that. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is still happening, but it's being cleaned up, but it's being actually perpetuated by other sources that really want to keep things in a very dark, uh, disunified and, uh, you know, they, they want to keep it going. Now I can take that into the next level. So, uh, so basically what you've got is you've got the, the puppets you know, which are the political and the banksters and politicians and even the religions as well are all puppets. And then you have the puppet masters, which are actually unseen forces that they that they do rituals to and they do ceremonies to and and they sell their souls to these other beings. And these beings actually feed off the negativity. They feed off the division, the separation, you know, the violence, everything. They feed off of that. And and until we realize that the reason there's so much inhumanity on the earth is because there's so much non-human influence and, and understand the next level and make our own personal connection with source, you know, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're This is going to continue, but we have the power and the ability to clean this energy up and not participate in it. But again, we have to awaken and realize who we are and realize who this, who's these, who these forces are, what their agendas are. And and see the big picture, which is what I've been focused on, you know, most of my life is is exposing this, you know, what's really behind the scenes.
Going back to Soros for a moment, I remember when I used to spend time in Asia in the mid-90s, I spent some time in Malaysia, and I remember at the time they wanted Soros' head on a silver silver platter. Because what Soros does, folks, he shorts. If you're in the financial industry, you know what I mean. He basically goes after countries and he shorts them. He bets that their economy is going to crumble, crash, And then what happens when people hear that? Oh, Soros is predicting that in the next year, the economy will crash. And boom, it crashes because of him. He's want, he wants to do the same thing in the United States. He wants to divide, 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 and conquer with his socialist agenda, which is taking over the United States. And I don't mean to attack other countries, but everybody's focused on Russia. I think the biggest threat that we have is China. I'm sorry to tell you, folks, mm -hmm. but that is, they're, they're very patient. They want by the year 2049, which will be the 100th year of the revolution, they want to be number one. They want to take over the world. And the United States is one of those victims that I see along the path. And, uh, you know, thinking of Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, yes, what they did, their scumbags, I get it. But what about the Vatican and all the thousands of children who have Who have, whose lives will never be the same, their lives destroyed. All these priests mm -hmm. that are still walking as if nothing happened. Why do you think the Vatican always comes out scot-free? Yeah, same, yeah, same thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, same thing with some of these foundations, you know, that, uh, and politicians, you know, they, they have their, their fingers so deep in the system that they, there's nothing, uh, they can do because they own the judges. You know, they own they own the whole system. But I mean, we're going through a massive change right now. And I do believe Kavanaugh is part of this is the reason they're so worried about Kavanaugh getting getting in there because a he's a constitutionalist. You know, he supports the Constitution. He believes in America. And uh, and also, too, he believes in draining the swamp. And and even with the military, uh, you know, saying that they do have a right to step in. And, and take care of business if there is, you know, if things get to a certain level and, and the whole country is, is uh, uh, you know, under fire, basically, or, or are in the process of being taken over by these other sources, the military can and will step in and say enough's enough and, and take care of business. And and so he understands the, the law, the constitutional law, and how the president has a right to do this. And That's what they're screaming about, because once he's in, they can go ahead and drain the swamp and do it on every level, not just with the military, but with through the legal system as well. I'm sure you know this, but the president issued his very first nationwide smartphone alert. You probably received yeah. it, right? I received it, too. But a few days ago, I was told that they were trying to prevent him from accessing that system. Which, by the way, Obama had that system, he never used it. But why do you think they're trying to prevent the president from using it? Do you see a time in the near future with what Lindsey Graham said? What I found this very curious when he was telling Judge Kavanaugh, is it true that uh, we can have military tribunals and if you are a United States citizen and you commit a crime against the United States while you're in Afghanistan or somewhere else, you can actually be taken over by the military tribunals? And he said, absolutely, yes. Do you think there's a connection here? Perhaps, perhaps this swamp draining will start happening after uh, Kavanaugh is nominated, is actually, it takes over, it takes over in the 
Supreme Court and that we'll start seeing all these massive arrests mm-hmm. that we'll be dreaming about for years? Uh, I, de- I definitely do think that's on the books. And <clears throat> from my understanding, as I said before, there's a multidimensional aspect to this. And so you've got people that are connected to their own creator, whatever you want to call that, that are working on that level. Um, there's other dimensions involved in this. Uh, the off-world, the spiritually and technologically advanced off-world visitors are involved in this, in the the big reset here. And you know, master saints and sages, you know, of all of all different cultures are involved in this too. And so there's a multidimensional aspect for this coming in to play. And we're seeing the physical part of it played out here in this political arena, you know, and social and economically. You know that's what we're seeing, but there's there's other aspects to it, and uh, it's it's obvious that you know there's a thing called universal law that's coming into effect, and when you step outside of universal law, there's there's consequences, it's karma, whatever you want to call it, and uh, you can you know you can run for so long, you can do so many dirty deeds and acts, but there comes a time you know that you're going to have to you know pay the piper, and at the same time too. When these people do cross over, they're going to have a light review, and I would love to be at their light review because it's going to be embarrassing as hell, you know, when all the things that they've done have been brought forward to them, and, and they're going to have to deface that, you know. So it's it's going to be interesting. But I what I see happening right now on the bigger picture, it's like all the higher dimensions are pressing in on the Earth right now. The Earth herself is ascending; she's raising in frequency. And and these other guys are caught in the middle and they've got nowhere to go and, and they're not frequency specific to the evolution of Earth and and her ascension process. So their empires are going to implode. Their very bodies are going to collapse. And, and a lot of them are just being propped up right now. You know, if it wasn't for the technology they had, they would have died a long time ago. But, you know, they're always sticking pins in them every five minutes, you know, <laughs> and with drugs and and draining, they're putting different blood in them and things like that to keep them going. But that's all going to fail. Adrenochrome. You've heard that, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that, but I've heard a lot. You probably have heard of our QAnon and all that. I wonder if mm-hmm. this is true. Some people say that he may be. He may be JFK Jr. who didn't die. Have you heard that conspiracy? Yeah, I've heard that, but I kind of stay away from those just because some of those things are are put out to, you know, discredit discredit, uh, QAnon. But, you know, I go just by what they say. And they've been very accurate up to now and they have called things out. And, you know, they've they've said things are going to happen and they happen. And and, uh, a lot of people misread what they say and they go, no, they have to correct everybody. No, go back to what I said. And a lot of people are upset with the timing. You know, that things haven't happened on the timing that they wanted versus the timing that that the QAnon folks have talked about. But uh, it's in the works. And and I know working in the world of spirit is that things happen when they're ready to happen. We can't say at, you know, at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you know, that this is going to happen on the 13th day of November or something like that. It it just it doesn't work that way uh, because things time is fluid right now and it's a series of events and some events have to happen before other events can can transpire so 
the end goal is going to be reached. Exactly how that happens, we don't know, but the end goal will definitely be reached. I remember reading some time ago that the goal was for the military to take over because what they saw happening during the Obama administration was an abomination. You know, how, you know our rights were being just, uh, I don't want to go there, but they yeah. really wanted to wait until the, the right person was put in place in order to change things around so that the population didn't have to experience martial law and all that stuff that comes with a military takeover temporarily, hopefully. But this is why we have Trump. Is there a, an extraterrestrial variable to this equation? Yeah, there definitely is. You know, uh, they know all about it. I mean, they actually just put our footage up on, on the, the, I think it was on the 4chan channel or the 8chan. I can't, I think it was 4chan. Uh, they, they put a lot of the videos we've been shooting up here of UFOs are actually going on the 4chan channel. So if they didn't know about it, they sure know about it now. <laughs> and, uh, and I think they've always known about it. And, and I think there's, from my understanding, that Marines are all, all in, you know, 100% in. Um, the Navy, most of it is in. Uh, I think even the Secret Space Fleet is in on, on this shift, uh, getting things going on. I, I can't verify that part of it. Um, I know there's other elements in, uh, in the other uh, Air Force and things like that that are still uh, tied too heavily into CIA and other, other channels that are, are, are being cleaned up as we speak. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think everybody's, you know, getting on board and, and they all realize we have to make the shift. We have to bring in, you know, the new healing technology, the free energy, all of that, anti-gravity, counter-gravity. We have to bring these things out if the Earth's going to survive. And, uh, you know, they, they're fully aware of this. And I think they've had a lot of this technology since the 30s, basically, some of it. And and uh, they're just tired of sitting on it. And, you know, I, I don't see how you can watch, you know, children having their heads shaved and die a hideous death, you know, cancer and things like that. How do you sit by and allow that to continue to happen when we have the technology to heal that? I, to me, that's that's pretty non-human or inhuman. Well, when you have Tesla in the 1920s talking about that in the f very near future, we were going to have cell phones, you know, the size of a wallet, and that there's going to mm -hmm. be a grid where people will be able to extract energy from our ether. You know, he was mm -hmm. talking about cell phones in the 1920s. And we had the electric, yeah. the uh, the cable car. We had electric cars. We had electric motorcycles and bicycles, and and a lot of you've seen images of that. But all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you don't see those in the history books. Why? Because the oil industry, which is G.O.D. gold, oil, and drugs, those are the ones, the three pillars that keep the planet subjugated. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some interesting things happening too. On, and I wanted to get into that now. You know, there there are people that are in, I would say, the upper upper echelons, you might say, even in the government and the royal families, things like that. There are people within those elements that have seen the writing on the wall and they are joining, you might call it the white hats or whatever, and they're doing things to, to help, you know, bring this about and and uh, change the, you know, the enslavement going on here and and everything else, they, they realize they have to. They've actually had, uh, I know over in China, they've had Kuan Yin appear to them. And and they've had these things happen, and they realize that they, they can't keep doing business as usual, that they have to 
you know, shift everything and start diverting funds towards, you know, the restoration of Earth and healing and, you know, putting it into the poverty and everything else going on here. So there's elements in, in all cultures, in all facets of life that are starting to realize that that they have to make this change. They have to make this shift because, again, if they don't, they won't be frequency specific to where the earth is going and they'll lose everything. And they're starting to realize this. So so it's getting interesting. There's a lot of chaos going on. It's going to be a little more chaos the next two months you know, through November. But uh, it's a good thing because the chaos is the change happening. Well, you have to hit rock bottom sometimes before you can get up or as they say it gets uh darkest before dawn so the mm-hmm. earth like a dog has to shake its fleece sometimes but i think that it's going to require that i mean right now the stock market is at an all-time history all-time high and i do this every morning i do this all the time and some people say that this is just looking like the 1920s i'm hoping that nothing's going to happen but if mm-hmm. those on the left want to really make a difference, who is the Federal Reserve? I mean, they, in my opinion, they're allied to the left. So all they need Mm -hmm. to do is just make the stock market go as high, as high as possible to just crash it and then start Mm -hmm. all over. Well, they lost control of the Federal Reserve already, so it's out of their hands now. Now, tell me about that, because they have a 100-year lease that ended in uh, uh, 1913, I believe, so they got an extension, but tell me more about this. Yeah, it's it's no longer in control of the of banksters and the elite. It's actually coming back to the people, and everything's going back to the treasury. But uh, uh, you know, and we'll be printing our own money. Yeah. Now tell me, like that, tell so. me your source about this because this is probably one of the topics that interests me the most. This is the biggest subjugation that society has: the the the, the, the Federal Reserve and all the central banks. Yeah. Um, God, I could tell you the source of this, but I can't really say it right now, but, uh, uh, give me about, is it bona fide is what I'm asking. Yeah. Very bona fide. I mean, I know the people that are transferring the gold that are the signatures for the gold and, uh, some people in very high places and I'm in contact with them on a regular basis. And so, uh, and also some other people that are in contact with generals and things that are part of this process. So. Uh, it's had a lot of false starts, and and it is moving that direction. But from my understanding, is is that uh, the Federal Reserve is is pretty much toast, and uh, so is the other things connected to it. And a lot of them are even federal. We have to realize they're not federal at all, and uh, and they and, have no reserves. So, yeah, and so things are things are being shit now. Things are we're you know we're regaining control of our economy of our banks and everything we're in the process of doing that and and uh uh you know i keep hearing i hear two different stories one this is all nonsense it's all bull and none of it's happening and then i hear other stories where oh it's happening tomorrow uh you know your checks in the mail and and everything else and and there's something in the middle that's going to happen but uh it's not uh you know when i you know, people keep saying, you know, this the big RV is going to happen, and they give a date and things like that. And I and I I tell them, according to my sources, it can happen because the money hasn't been transferred, and you can't make something out of nothing. And 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 so, sure enough, it would turn out to be a false report. And then they come up with another report. It's going to happen this week, and 
you know, you keep hearing these and, and, but from my understanding, everything has been transferred. Everything's in place. And so, uh, they've, they've tried to launch it two or three times. It was sabotaged, but eventually things will, will move in that direction. But, you know, it's, it's basically, if you understand the big picture, what's happening is universal law, the law that all the star nations and the higher dimensional beings operate under is pressing hard on the earth right now. And in its simplest form, it's it's universal peace and brother sister love and individual freedom and prosperity for everybody. It's the basics, and that's what's pressing in. So everything that isn't aligned with that is going to implode, basically, and uh, it's it's not sustainable. And when you see the big picture, you know that the more this presses in, you're going to see more chaos and and these other uh, elements imploding, and the people that are just totally self-serving and and continue to perpetuate, you know, you know, the war and, and uh, disease profiteers. Those guys, they're they're going to lose everything, and because that's just not in alignment. It's it's out of alignment with where things are going, and it's an unstoppable force. You can't stop this process, and you can choose how much uh, how much you know pain you're going to experience in this process. How much you're going to lose. You can you can choose that basically, uh, but. That's about it. Uh, but it, it can't be stopped. You know, I'm, I'm not a big, you know, you could take me out tomorrow and this process is still going to happen. There's, there's, uh, you can't stop it. it. When you see the big picture, it's, there, there's no way to go or there's nowhere to hide. You know, you can go into these deep underground bases. You can go to Mars, the moon. Uh, there's nowhere to hide from this process. And, and so, uh, you either get with a program and become frequency specific to the process or, or uh, you'll be experiencing, you know, your uh, existence somewhere else. Before we take our intermission, I just want to say, again, I don't mean to talk politics, but I somebody sent me this report the other day that George Bush Jr., uh, Bush 44, uh, 43, yes, 43, that he didn't know where he was on July 17th, 1999. Uh, that happens to be the day of my wedding, but also the day that John F. Kennedy Jr., JFK Jr. died on a plane crash. And some people speculate that he was responsible. And who was a shoe-in as a senator immediately after? Hillary Clinton. So he was the threat to that. <laughs> and some people say that yeah. his father was responsible for orchestrating the death of his father, JFK. So uh-huh. it makes you wonder if this is actually true. And if... But some people are speculating that he might still be alive. I really doubt. I think this is just to distract uh, us from the QAnon uh, information. But all of this, it, it, it seems to be the energy is changing, in my opinion, for the better. Even though there's so many people who are being triggered, you talk to your friends, you talk to some family members, and the moment they, they discover that you are not with them, they become violent. And this is something that I've never, ever experienced in my life. When we come back, I want to discuss this too. And some of the the more information that you have about the Pleiadians and some of the other ET races and what they're doing to make the planet Earth what it should always have been, our ultimate potential, which is something that's been hijacked from us. How can people learn more about uh, ESETI, you, and all the rest of it, James? Well, the best way just to go to our website, eSETI.org. And uh, or you can go to ESETI Stargate on YouTube, and I actually have four books on there that I've written. They're they're bestsellers, 
and there's all kinds of DVDs and you know get the uh, un the uncontrolled narrative it's free by the way you know you can either get by the DVD or you can uh, just download it or watch it for free it's so important to get out right now but we also have uh, contact has begun to coming out and when the first one was, re was released it got 28 million hits in two weeks and so it went like crazy so this next one is is uh we're hoping we'll do the same thing but you know we're also getting a lot of resistance and being shadow banned and everything else as well well congratulations on that i'm glad that he said he's being put in the place that it deserves because as i said i've been there and before I went there, I was all, you know, what I heard, but I wanted to find out for myself. And my experience has always been a positive one. So, folks, don't go anywhere. I'm here with James Gilliland, and we have so much more to discuss when we return. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. Thank you.